Welcome to the Resilient Sucks podcast, brought to you by the Adaptability Movement. I'm Ben. And I'm Dan. And we're here to give you resources and tools to help you go from a state of surviving to thriving in life. Resilient sucks the life out of you. And while it's a necessary skill, it's one that we don't want to spend too much time in or we run out of capacity. We're here to talk to you more about how to adapt and find the opportunity and change so you can really go about thriving in your own life. So welcome to the podcast, Rose Aranaka. Uh, Rose, uh, for the audience, is a holistic counsellor. Uh, Rose and I met through an organisation called SAFE, the mm-hmm. South Australian Information for Freedom, and just a collection of um, people who really value um, self-reliance, self-dependence, um, and sort of creating self-sustaining local communities um, with, the, with their own systems of, of governance and that kind of thing. I think that'd be fair to say. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So. Um, the reason I've invited you on today is obviously the synergy between what we're doing and, and the types of things that you do with your own business. So tell us a little bit about that. Uh, so um, I'm a former social worker and um, I decided it was time to go into a more um, holistic way of counselling. Yeah. And um, that's through my many years of studying all the things that I really love, such as Reiki and um, crystals and essential oils. Uh, looking at oracle cards, um, uh, neuro-linguistic programming, otherwise known as NLP, hypnosis. So there's so many beautiful tools and modalities out there and I just really love learning about them. Um, And I sort of bring them all together and just serve what it is that's required for my client at that time. Awesome. So it's interesting, like we've used holistic in the past to describe ourselves and it doesn't necessarily anchor someone in like not everyone understands what that means so mm. it's like it's great to hear some of those things that have sort of come together to create what you do but you're also not defined by any one of them are you no which absolutely. is is the value like that's that's the life experience that you want to be able to sort of take out there and, and share with others to sort of as they help sort of create their own journey yeah absolutely i mean we're all going to respond differently to different modalities so um you know some person may absolutely hate hypnosis <laughs> Um, or be afraid of that terminology Um, and others hate that whole um, go you I support you you know mentality where they think no you know that's that's just not how I work so you really got to find uh, yeah what suits the individual person yeah which again is like it's important but most people think I just just give me the system give me the template Mm. and like you know they think they can just take this one-size-fits-all approach out and you know they they might go by category. They're like, oh well, you're a counsellor, so we're going to sort of treat you like this. Or you're mm. a uh, you were an athlete, so we're going to treat you like that. We're mm. having a conversation off camera about this, weren't yeah, we? Yeah. Like people like to compartmentalise someone to to anchor that person into a, a status or a stereotype to make them easy to understand. But you know the the value for me is going into an interaction or relationship and trying to discover what is unique about this person Mm. so sure what do we have in common and we can get all giddy and and Mm. you know like relate on that and excited Mm. about it but what is it that's different like what is it that's unique about you that makes you really interesting and um that is your value like that is that is what you bring to the world have you have you experienced that I think I find great joy and passion. I, I, I think if you, if anyone finds great joy and passion in what it is that they're doing, then you're you're on the right path, and yeah. and there's going to be universal flow, and everything sort of like just slots into place, and yeah. you find yourself going places. I mean, I never would have thought I'd sit down and do a podcast, and it would have, you know, created great anxiety and 
and instead I go, okay, well, this has now come up at this time with yeah. someone that I trust and value, yeah. and um, I know I'm going to be safe, and yeah. let's just go do it and not think too much about it. Because yeah. <laughs> if we if we all sat back and analysed every single thing we're meant to be doing, yeah. um, then we're going to get ourselves into strife, because then we start doubting, then we get anxiety, then we have all these emotional mm -hmm. obstacles that are coming in. But if we're on the right path, if we're yeah. in the right direction, yeah. then there shouldn't be any questions. Yeah. It's I am here at this time yeah. uh, for the right reason. Yeah, cool. So how do we get someone to that place? Because you and I connect on that really mm. well. Like we're both very like purpose-driven, values-based people. Mm -hmm. um, and I know for me personally, like I've had to culture that. Like it, it took me until kind of 25 years of age to understand kind of what I stood for in, in, in values in different areas of my life. and purpose probably took me even longer it was probably you know sort of uh, late 20s early 30s where i started to go actually this is what i'm meant to be doing mm. um and then you know years on again like we've we've sort of pivoted the business and we've um gone from a sports performance kind of industry into this um you know well-being personal growth mindset yeah and it's like how do we how do we open that possibility for others um and i'm just keen to hear how, how you would sort of approach that I think it takes great bravery. I think it takes absolute bravery to sit down and look at a situation and go, this is no longer working for me and I'm now going to the, let the universe catch me. Yeah. Um, you know, I was in a very um, satisfying role for many years working with, with children and I absolutely loved it. Um, and then I found that my values were being challenged. Um, and I felt that my role wasn't being respected. Now, I could have turned over and gone, oh, well, I'm going to keep receiving my paycheck. I'm going yeah. to keep having the fabulous hours that I worked, you know. Yeah. Um, but I had to cry for two weeks to make that decision, go, no, I'm going to let the, the universe catch me. So the day that I handed in my resignation, um, the very next day, the universe caught me. Mm. Um, and it was my dream job. I remember when... Um, I was studying and I thought, gosh, I'd love to end up back here and, and work here and this would be brilliant. Um, and there I was and I couldn't believe it. Um, and also coming from that mentality of I'm not good enough, you know, yeah. or I, I feel like a fraud in, in this role. And it's like, no, 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 you're exactly where you're meant to be. And it's having, it's coming back and having that faith in yourself um, because we're our own harshest critic. Absolutely. We, we just don't give ourselves a break. We always think there's someone better, there's someone prettier, there's someone who knows more. Or, you know, it's like, well, why are we not those people? Yeah. Because I can assure you we are. Um, I can look at, at you and go, well, you're so much healthier, but you'll probably look at someone else. Even though I look at you in, in absolute peak physical condition and you look after yourself so well and, you know, your food and everything that you do, um, but you'll probably look at someone else and go, well, you know, I want that bicep. I don't know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but it can be, you know, such trivial things, but there's always someone else and that's the power of excellence, mm. you know, where we're always looking up to someone else and going, yeah. well, how do you do that? Yeah. And that's a good thing because yeah. we have someone to look up to, we have something to strive for. We're able to look at their strategies and go, well, how did you get to this point? And people will share that with you. Yeah. And then you learn that skill. And you go, well, this is fantastic. And then someone else behind you we we'll go, well, look at that person, yeah. you know? So it's, it's just this continual train, a carriage, carriage of information. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, like we're all growing and exploring in this world. And mm. um, I think, you know, there might be the risk that some people are listening to this and they're, they're sort of identifying with the, the scarcity or the self-doubt or, or whatever it is. Um, 
and they go, oh yeah, but that's not me in terms of what you just described about the courage to change and to sort of move on to something better mm. and to trust mm. that something will be there for you. Um, and so what I want to do is reassure people that, that we were there too. Like mm. we, we had those experiences and that's what helped um, shape who we are and how we explored those journeys. And the, the, like, I think one of the best things you can do is be a great responder. Mm. And what I mean by that is it's not necessarily about waiting for things to happen, but what it is is it's about when something presents itself to you, you're ready to act, like you're, you're ready to move on it. And, and a little plug for the business, but that's what the adaptability movement mm. is about. It's going, well, whatever situation you're in, whatever you're presented with, there's an opportunity there. And it's about yeah. how quickly can you um, respond from any of the um, uh, disheartening sort of feeling or the, you know, that thing of, oh, another challenge to be able to go, okay, but what's available to me? Mm. Like, why has this come into my life? Mm. Why have I attracted this even? Uh, and what's the lesson that I can use to actually springboard me onto the next great thing? Mm. Because for, for me, when those challenges present themselves, as frustrating as they are, and I say that with real emotion, looking at Ben off camera because we've been through this over and over again, that, that's the key moment. Like yeah. That is the moment when you're at a pivotal fork in the road and that's a good thing Like mm. because like you were saying with your valleys, when you know what you stand for and what you care about, it's just a matter of coming back to those things again yeah. to allow you allow it to guide you yes. in the direction you're supposed to go rather mm. than grinding your way down the the road that you've been persisting on which is just continued to meet the same barriers and hurdles and resistance um, because it's, it's been tapping on the shoulder all along going, come yeah. on, why are we still yeah. on this path? I mean, you, you can't go, well, I'm an accountant today and tomorrow I'm going to be a powerful um, <clears throat> yoga instructor. I mean, that's not how it works that's not how universal flow works there's we always have to work for it and people go oh, things come so easy to you well no they don't um uh i manifest that yeah you know everything that i've wanted in life i'm in a very happy place in my life i have a beautiful family a loving husband wonderful parents you know yeah everything's there a great education um i've traveled a little bit you know would love to do a whole lot more yeah. Yeah. and i'm working on that um but it, it's not just something that you go, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this tomorrow and then go, well, why didn't it work out? Yeah. Um, you have to work for it. Sure. Everything needs to be worked for. Yeah. There needs to be a plan in place. In term, but we need to be flexible with that plan. Agreed. Um, so we go, okay, I went and studied uh, forensic healing and I thought that was really wonderful. I didn't pursue it further. I got the basics and then I went, but I really love that interrogation style of healing yeah. and uh, the process of elimination. Yeah. That's what I got from that. So um, it doesn't matter what it is that you're doing, nothing is ever a waste of time. It's just giving you a new opportunity or telling you, you did it, you're not gonna be doing it again. Yeah. Awesome, I've now cut that out. I now focus on what it is, you know, everything kind of gets streamlined. Yeah. In yeah. some ways it, it comes back to the, almost that Buddhist philosophy of, of karma and mm. the misinterpretation of that, like people, um, from, from my experience, when you say that, people are like, oh, you'll get your karma. And it's like, well, if, if we took out the emotion of that, which is very um, aggressive and sort of spiteful and resentful and actually just went, if, it, it actually should be a good thing. Yeah. Like when we say that, because karma is something that it's, it's life, it's you attracting the lesson that you need to learn in life in that mm. moment. And life will keep repeating those mm. things coming into, yeah. it will keep attracting those things until you address it. Yeah. So what I think would be great right now is to come back to a place of, 
there's, there's probably people um, listening to this that are experiencing some challenges, some trauma. Um, there's some things in their life that it's not satisfied with mm. and they, they kind of go, well, it's just me. Like, why, why is it always me kind of thing? Mm. Um, and that might not be everyone, but, but people might have moments of that, right? Mm. So we, we talked a little bit off camera about the whole premise of kind of that, um, you know, being dependent on, on systems, mm. you know, whether that's sort of medical, whether that's food systems, um, you know, whether it's transport, like whatever it is, like all of those different sort of fundamental basic human needs, we, society has almost outsourced them mm. um, and people have outsourced them to a system or an organisation which um, the risk in doing that is that we lose that individuality. We, yeah. it, it goes back to that one size fits all because whatever is the default kind of minimum that people will accept or, or the easiest thing to roll out for a broader population is, is what we get. Mm-hmm. To move beyond that, we need to get back to self-sufficiency, self-dependence, yeah. like to cut ties with those things and use them for our convenience, at, like at will to progress ourselves, not to just maintain this same sort of hamster wheel of life. Yeah. I hope that I'm explaining this well enough for people and maybe you can add more context to it or share an experience. But for, for me, it's like how much of our life can we take responsibility for? And that's not to say you blame yourself for everything. Like this is this is a re, re, um, claiming your own power. So what we want to do is we want to take back um, that power in a way that says that you know um, I I have control over my own life. I mm-hmm. I can create my own destiny. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be a victim of something that I was careless enough to outsource to someone else or something else that wasn't going to treat me mm. with the care and value that I deserve as, as, as an individual. Mm-hmm. Can you yeah. add, add something to that? I think that goes back to what you were saying before about everyone being put in a box. Yeah. And, and we all so carefully put in this um, um, arena, you know, and well, this is how things function here and this is how you will therefore uh-huh. function. Um, and we will provide you this and this and this, and uh, this should keep you settled and at bay. Yeah. And, and we go, yeah, okay. And and we kind of um, are under a hypnosis, you know, where we're sort of traveling along and things are okay. And, you know, oh, this is the way that it is. Well, yeah, but it can always be better. Um, and it can be eliminated as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, growing up in my household, my father always had a beautiful garden going. You know, we always had fresh strawberries and we get persimmons and, you know, yeah, all yeah. kinds of beautiful things. Um, I wouldn't have a clue, but it's something that I'm definitely working on. You know, so I've got my mother-in-law coming in. We're going to go buy seedlings next week and I'm going to clear out my space. Fantastic. Um, and get that finally started. We've grown a few test cucumbers. <laughs> the last ones were a bit odd. Um but that's okay. I'm challenging um, my comfort zone like I am right now. Yeah. You know? It's just going to lead on to something bigger and something better. Um, we can't always be reliant on other people, and whether it's for providing a service or providing happiness, um, an emotion or a need, um, we are always responsible. That karma does always come back. Everything we put out is an energetic pulse, whether it's a thought, whether it's in writing, whether it's a spoken word, when we're thinking it, it's an energetic pulse that we're putting out into the universe. And as that goes, it collects, you know, and whether if it's a negative um, thought, 
you know, that goes and it, and it uh, runs and it collects. It's like mm -hmm. that ball, yeah. you know, that yeah. gets bigger and bigger. Sure. And that karma comes back to you and it's going to hit you hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how do we ensure that that energetic karma comes back in a positive way? Mm -hmm. By being positive. Yeah. You know, the whole thing's a feedback cycle, absolutely. right? Absolutely. So whatever you're putting out, you, you're more likely mm. to receive. Like mm. we, um, Ben and I spoke about this in a, in a previous episode with just the two of us about the power of language and about that whole manifesting and creating mm -hmm. through, through language. Um, also, another recent episode with, um, with Nick and we, we spoke about that, yeah, that positive versus negative voice and sort of what you want to listen to most and what you want to give energy to. Mm. And that it really is about like, you, you do have a choice. Like if, if there's trauma or suffering or um, something going on, absolutely like listen to it, understand it. But then again, be a great responder, work out what it is you can take from that to then see the opportunity and the, the positivity in it. And I'm not telling people to suck eggs, not by any means. Mm. There is some significant trauma in the world and yeah. on an individual level that can look very different for each person. But um for, for me, like how long do you want to keep giving energy to something which is causing you that that suffering when you could be giving energy to the thing that's going to be the solution to it? Yeah. Um, and we, we talk about that being solution finders and, mm -hmm. and sort of giving the people the skills to do that. What are the, some of the solutions you think are, are there? So we already talked about being more positive. What does that look like? What are the practical actions someone can start doing? Uh, changing your mindset. So yeah. the I don't, I can't yeah. um, is... So, I can. Yeah. So, and I really want to emphasize this because as soon as you say changing mindset, people will go, yeah, but like, it's almost like you've got this radio playing on the background, mm. right? And I think just just being very um, uh, open and saying that we all have that. Mm. Like we all have these almost conflicting voices in, inside mm. our head. Um, and it's like, for some people, that radio is only playing on the one station. Yes. It's, it doesn't flip over. So when you mm. say change mindset, Again, I, I think there's a risk that some people, and I, this isn't a criticism, I'm, I'm just trying to make sure that the audience understands this. There's a risk that some people will go, yeah, but I, like, it's not that easy. It's, mm. That's not my oh, it's situation, not right? So <laughs> when you say these things about positivity, it's very much, you're not trying to change a thought. The thought still exists, mm -hmm. right? And the thought will be, um, the thoughts will change as a consequence of things that you do over time. So when I, when I talk about like, um, the actions you take to either challenge those thoughts, to make space for those thoughts, to speak differently to what maybe um, the negative voice is telling you. So yeah, it might say I'm a failure, but if you repeat that verbally, if you put that energy out into the mm. world, it now doesn't just exist in your head, it also then exists in the ether, like it exists you know, out there with everything yeah. else and you've empowered someone else with that thought yeah. that says that I'm... Does, does that make sense? Yes, but I think the thought is just as powerful. Absolutely it yeah. is. What I'm saying is most people think there's that um, someone else must have a magic pill or a magic plan to change that that they don't have. Oh, no. It, it, it's yeah. about acknowledgement. Yeah. So if you're at a, at a point where you go, well, gosh, I'm always feeling sad. You know, how am I going to change this? And you search for an answer and you go, okay. Um, and you have someone say, okay, well, next time you get this sad thought in your head, I want you to acknowledge that right and yeah. catch yourself in that moment yes so self-awareness yeah. absolute self-awareness once again you are responsible no one else is responsible yeah. for your emotion or how you respond to mm -hmm. a situation Agreed. only you have the power to do that yeah. so if 
so the first part is acknowledging that you're actually doing it. Yeah. So if you're sitting there and go, oh my God, I'm just feeling so sad, um, catch that and go, oh, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn that around. Um, um, what is it that's making you sad to begin with? Are you feeling lonely? What is the actual mm -hmm. emotion behind it? Yeah, is there a trigger? Is there a, a catalyst yeah. for that feeling? What we do, were you just with someone who, yeah. he, you know, he's a family member, but you don't actually get along? You know, yeah. what was the catalyst for that emotion? And go, well, next time I go and see this person, um, I'm, I'm going to keep it short. Yeah. You know, I'm going to put a boundary in place yeah. and I'm going to be aware of what we're doing. And as soon as that I feel comfortable, I'm going to say, excellent, all right, great catching up with you. I'm going to move away. You're putting a boundary in place, knowing that you're protecting yourself so that you can walk away from that situation and not feel sad later. Because people, you know, there's narcissists in the world. There's mm. people who um, use you as a mirror. And, that, and that's really important when you're sitting down with someone and they're talking to you and they get angry with you for something. You go, oh, I don't even understand what I did wrong. I was, mm. I was giving you a compliment. Yeah. Right? Lots of people can't handle compliments mm. because um, it's making them face something about themselves or I don't know how to receive something good about myself, which just says that their self-worth is just so low yeah. if you can't receive a really beautiful compliment from someone. And that, again, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes years and years and years of practice to say, well, I am worth it. I am able to do this. I am a woman. I am a mother. I am a wife. I am an educator. I am a business owner. You know, um, I am capable of doing this. Yeah. Um, so the I am is, is a really powerful tool because it makes you redirect the I can't and I won't and I yeah. don't and well, who says you don't? Yeah. You say you don't. So it's um, it, it's this precipice though, isn't it? Because it's double-edged sword where it's like that I am is powerful whichever way you use it. Mm. And so then it's recognizing the power in that and mm. using it to your advantage rather than to compound your woes. Yes. That, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've got to change the story. Mm -hmm. um, so... That's really good. Can we explore that first? So the story is that internal dialogue saying, this is who I am. This is my life. I'm someone that um, continues to have financial struggles mm -hmm. or I'm someone that always um, gets nervous speaking publicly or again, they're using those I am's and people are identifying with yes. their suffering. They're identifying with their trauma as if it is um, a, part a part of them. And it's not. It's mm -hmm. an experience that they've had. Mm -hmm. And so we can change that experience at any time. Yes you're not going to feel 100% confident the first time you do that because mm. you haven't had practice. That's right. Like anything we do in life, we need to practice to get good at, right? Mm -hmm. So then when you recognize that, you recognize how much is actually available to you. Yeah. Because it's as simple as changing the story, right? Yeah. So to keep talking, I just yeah. wanted to really highlight that point. I think one of the things that you can look at is an NLP strategy where you can change your state at any given time. So um, if you're in that sad mode, um, yes, I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling this, but you can actually change that simply by thinking of something that's made you happy. That's yeah. it, it's as simple as that. You just have to sit there and go, okay, well, I no longer want to be in this sad state. I'm going to think of something that, that's brought me joy in my life. And then you sit there and you see yourself smiling and, and, and you automatically change your state. So if we can change our state, mm. um, then we can create new things and new possibilities yeah. 
um, and keep in the in the frame of mind that we want to be in. Yeah, and when when we do that, because again, like, and maybe some of this comes from my own lessons. Like I, I think back to times when if I'd heard that, I would have dismissed it. I would have mm. gone, I can't do that. Like, mm. you know, that's real trauma. Like I'm feeling that, and it's like. That's, that's valid. Mm-hmm. Like, again, explore it, understand why it's there. Is it useful? Is it not useful? Where's the opportunity in it? But when you get beyond that, like, it's, there is a possibility that you can feel that. And it's not as, yes, it's not as simple as sitting at a desk and going, oh, yeah, but I, I was really happy the other day and, and I'm happy again now. What it is, it's about reliving that, that experience. We talk about in the business about bookmark moments. Mm-hmm. Have we spoke about this, no? no? So bookmark moments is... Is when you when you integrate experience, it's having that presence of mind to go. I'm going to put a bookmark right here in my journey, my story, so that you can come back to it later. It's making this mental kind of um, timestamp mm. of what you want to relive later, and the power in doing that is that you capture so much more of what's going on. And so when you store it, you're not just storing sort of you know let's let's use a computer as an example. You're not just storing a word document with three lines about mm-hmm. I was standing uh, on a bush track looking out over the ocean, like. You've, you've actually had the presence of mind to feel what's happening then. So you've got all of these sen- sensations like that are happening within your body in that moment and people that you're sharing it with and a recollection of those interactions and experiences. So then when it comes time to want to reflect on a happy moment, you, you can actually feel it. Yeah. Like you can, you know, you can, you can taste it, you can touch it almost mm. like, so you, it's that power of visualization, which yeah. is, you know, such a... Um, powerful thing that particularly sports people use, but also um, you hear about very successful people in business that use it. So we want to visualize that happiness. And, and we talk about, um, or you might have heard about how those power poses, you know, like if you want to feel confident, well then mm-hmm. assume that pose first. Mm-hmm. And it's because there's a physiology to it. Absolutely. Like that, that physiology is reinforcing that feeling, mm. that behavior, whereas sadness and, and mm. nervousness and defensiveness, mm. it, it, it's represented in a, in a um, posture. Well, so is confidence and, and happiness and, and all those sort of things. So, It's in your surroundings as well. Mm. So um, if you've got a messy car, if, you're, if you've got a pile of clothes in the corner of your room, if, you know, that, that's all... Um, it carries an energy. Absolutely. And it's a chaotic and a messy energy. Yeah. So if, you, if, you want, if you're at home and you're feeling confused, go, go sort out your cupboards. Yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah. I'm very clean cupboards. <laughs> <laughs> but I've also got, you know, uh, we're a family of five. So I go through and I remove things, you know, clothes that the boys don't fit into anymore. And I pack those away and I make sure I hand them to someone and, um, you know, remove clothing that I haven't worn in the past three years or, you know, things like that. I, I, I do like holding on to things, um, especially clothes. But, yeah. um, you know, it, it's finding that go, well, no, I, I know this no longer serves me. Yeah. Um, and this can be of use to somebody else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, clearing out that space, that space, clearing out that energy, and making space for something new to come in. Yeah, agreed. And that applies to so many things in life. When you talk about, because you talked before about setting boundaries and sort of, if someone's bringing a, um, we talk about energy as a, as a net gain or a, or a net loss mm-hmm. or, or neutral. But and, and what I mean by that, um, for someone that might not have listened to other episodes, is that. Um, not everything someone brings is negative, not everything they bring is positive, but if, if there is a weight like which is pulling it down into, into more negative or, or um, an elevation which is taking it more positive, well then that's what you end up with. It's like habits, like habits are net, net gain or, or net mm-hmm. loss or, or, or somewhere in between, right? 
it's not just oh, I'll have all these great habits because if you're doing other stuff that counteracts that. So what we're talking about is like, you know, protecting that, trying to like, if someone is or something is bringing in that negative energy and it's consistently negative, well then we need to create space. We need to protect ourselves from that to create space for the stuff that we want. Absolutely. And so we, you know, I don't like the word should, but it's important that we do that because again, we're personally responsible for those experiences. It's easy to say, oh, someone keeps dumping on me. And it's like, but have you tried communicating that? Have you tried setting boundaries for that? Have mm-hmm. you um, expressed that that is something that, that you want to help them with, mm. but there's only so much you can do when that is actually affecting the way that you feel as well. Absolutely. And, and that can be a great example to others. So there's no need to feel guilty for that, that I, I had to put more space between me and this person or me and this organization. It's just that that is you taking personal responsibility for your well-being, your um, happiness, whatever you want to call it. And again, that becomes a great example for others. And it also gives them their, their space to be able to address that stuff, to be able to take responsibility for their own stuff. Yes. You're not telling them to do that, no. but you're just putting the framework in place to, to demonstrate that it's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they're getting a live lesson out of that as much as you are. Yeah. So, but you're just going in different directions. Yeah. That the one sets that polarity, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're going in and saying, well, um, you bring me down, um, you really drain me of my energy every time I'm here. Obviously, we're not going to say that. Yeah. However, we're going to put that boundary in place. Um, and you feel guilt, you know, get rid of that. We can work on that. Yeah. Um, but the other person is walking away going, oh my gosh, this person was terrible to me. I can't believe they behaved this way mm. to me. But then eventually they'll learn there's a pattern. That's a mirror, yeah. right? Yeah. So they go, oh, well, this person did the same thing to me. Can mm-hmm. you believe it? Why does this always happen to me? Yeah. Because you need to learn the lesson. Yeah. Okay, this is something that you need to adjust. And if you have now acknowledged that this is always happening to me, then brilliant, because mm-hmm. you're on the right path. Yeah. Now you have the opportunity to actually address right. that so and again, move forward. Self, self-awareness is the first step, isn't it? We Absolutely. have to be... We have to develop and culture that self-awareness so that then we can catch that lesson earlier mm. so we're not repeating our own suffering. Yeah, you know, you know, I mean, but we're always going to be learning. We're still going to be 80 sure. years old and, and still we going, oh. We just don't want to oh, prolong the that's what that suffering. Was. <laughs> we, we, we want to go, yeah, suffering's part of life, like, you know, challenges. and But again, how, how much of a great responder can I be to that? How quickly can I respond? I remember reading, um, I think it's, I can't remember his first name, but I think it's uh, Gutman. And he's a relationship psychologist um, and, and one of the greatest, like all through all the research he's done on relationships is that the thing that um, is consistent among like um, couples that sort of you know, experience great connection and longevity in their relationships is how quickly they respond to the negative stuff. Mm. So it's like if you have an argument, how quickly do you make up? Yeah. Like how quickly do you move beyond that towards yeah. something else? Um, well, that comes to our maturity. Mm. And the maturity comes from where we are in life and how we accept responsibility for our own behavior. Yeah. So um, if my husband does not respond to me in a way that I wanted and then I get mad with him, well, whose fault is that? Yeah. That's mine. Yeah. I didn't tell my husband what I wanted. Yeah. I assumed he would yeah. know or I wanted him to know or yeah. I wanted him to behave in a certain yeah. way. Um, that's my fault. Yeah. Where if I need something... I have to ask for it. Yeah. And and there's this whole thing about being honest. You know, if we're being honest and we're being open, then that, that leads towards us having the opportunity to be crushed, yeah. you know, because they might not meet that mm. need. 
Um, so we'll go, oh, well, we'll put the blame on them. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll blame yeah. them for not doing it in the first place. It's like, no, you're responsible. If you want something, then you go get it or yeah. you ask for it and, and you be the person to make it happen. Yeah. Um, we can't hide behind an emotion um, or hide behind a fight. Yeah. You know, and, and what for? What a waste of time, what a waste of energy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so if we can limit those, and, and the only way we're going to limit those is by being secure in ourselves and who we are, what our values are, yeah. um, so that we can project that out and we get the same mm -hmm. thing back. Yeah. So as soon as one, the easiest way for me when I first started really looking to this many, many years ago um, it, is seeing that everything is energy. Mm -hmm. So I stopped looking at things as relationships. Sure. I started looking at it as energy because I had to disassociate. Mm -hmm. Because, oh, but that's my mother or that's my brother or, you know, that's my auntie or my uncle or whatever. Um, you know, there's a label. And then with that label, there's connotations as to, you know, how you're meant to act and respond. So I just removed that label and I said, well, how am I dealing with this energy? Um, and it just made life a whole lot easier for me to process it. Go, oh, it's a negative energy. How am I going to respond to that negative energy? Yeah. Sure. I like that. Because then we're not labeling someone as a negative person or as anything, really. No. Like, you don't have to call them something or say no. that they're in a permanent state of something. No. None of us are. No. Like, everything's fluid. Everything can be changed. It's just that some people are subconsciously repeating those same patterns over and over again. And so then what can we do to influence that? And um, I'll come back to what you're saying about those an interaction with um, a husband or a partner and how we always talk about um, there's three person, three entities in any relationship. Mm -hmm. So there's you, there's me, and then there's our relationship, mm. right? And so then like putting a value on this and, and making sure that what we invest in this serves both of us. Because if we're just going here, it, it kind of becomes a tit for tat. It becomes yeah. oppositional. It says yeah. that I did this for you, you have to do this for me, or mm. I didn't get this, so therefore you're you know, the problem. But one of the, the biggest things that can influence that is communication. Like it's, it's how effective are we with communication? Mm -hmm. So you also said about how we need to be open, but that also makes us vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And there's a risk in that. And, but that, that's one of those kind of risk versus reward kind of experiences of life, um, those universal kind of lessons where uh, if we're not willing to be vulnerable, well, then we'll never establish that true connection. We'll never feel, um, you know, united in anything because we're, we're so closed off. We're protecting ourselves from hurt. And th that's exactly right. I mean, the vulnerability is that we're not going to get the response that we want. Yeah. Right? So yeah. then we're going to be hurt. Yeah. But if you're not getting the response that we want, then we therefore know that this situation is not where it's meant to be. Yeah. It's not in the right place for you. So mm -hmm. you now have an opportunity to yeah. address that. Yeah. Um, and there's no... many different ways of doing that, right? Yeah. But yeah. communication is fundamental. Like we have to be compassionate communicators. Mm. We have to be effective. We have to be authentic. We have to be direct in a lot of ways. Mm. Not in a way that causes harm, mm. but a way that is clear yeah. about what we want. Rather than this, Australians in particular, I feel are pretty terrible at this in that we, we soften things. We, we put mm. fluff on it. We try and like... Um, you know, make, I think, and I think it comes from our discomfort in communicating a message. So mm. rather than um, if I'm being a true friend to you and I see a behavior that's not in line with your values and I communicate that to you, you'd rather than being direct about that, I sort of skirt around the issues or I make a joke out of it or um, I'm sarcastic or something. That's it, not effective communication. Mm. It's only going to lead to more issues. Because you're issues. scared of hurting me. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm scared of hurting you. 
but is that how there's, there's two that's twofold because it's like I'm scared of hurting you but I'm also scared that then I come across as looking like a bad person like mm. that I'm Judging. there's something less about me because of the way I've communicated it mm. and so then we we water down the message and we, and we actually make it less effective we're more likely to have an issue mm. and my experience has been I've seen like I've I've come across a lot of people that say, "Oh, but I don't like conflict," or "I um," or they don't like conflict," or um, "Yeah, I just don't like talking about things." And it's like that's not taking personal responsibility. And this is going to sound harsh to a lot of people, and and I don't mean it like that. I, I mean it to be direct because mm. we need to we need to get down to what's going to make a difference. Like, yeah. what is the value we can actually offer you out of this? Mm. And it's that you need to take personal responsibility for that and go, well, is that going to serve me? Mm -hmm. And is that going to serve these relationships? And the short answer is it's probably not. Mm. And so how, how courageous are you willing to be in exploring something different with that? How, how like much or, or what's the first step you can take towards developing your communication in a way that does make it effective, it does make it serve you, it does invest in relationships? Because for me, like, I feel very fortunate that I have spent time on that and mm. that like I've I've probably upset some people along the way like anyone else has and and there's you know there's remorse for that. Um, but it's it's about well how can I get to a point where I can articulate an idea or a feeling or a, a message in a way which makes it so much easier to understand in a compassionate way that makes it useful for you too. Mm. Oh this it, it all comes back to self-love, yeah. you know, and that self-worth. So yeah. um, we're not going out to hurt other people, but we're, what we're doing is protecting our own energy. Mm. Uh, my energy is requiring this at this time. You are unable to provide me with the energy that I require. Yeah. Um, thank you. I love you. I forgive yeah. you. <laughs> you know, I forgive myself. And, and, you know, if we're all coming from... The issue is not everyone's on the same... Uh, we're, we're not going to be aligned mm. with everyone else. So if we're on this trajectory and we're trying to adjust ourselves and be aware of ourselves and change the behaviours so we bring in the positive energy right. and then you've got someone over here who, if it's your partner, and they're going, well, who is this person? Mm. They're changing. I don't know who you are. Um, and then that causes conflict in itself. Then you're coming from a place of love and this one's going, well, Jealousy, no, resentment, the, the, there's change, you know, we don't like yeah. change, yeah. what are you doing? You're changing the dynamic of mm. the relationship mm. and that's okay um, as you change, so do others, right? Because yeah. we're in the model of excellence, yeah. because we're going to be surrounding ourselves with people yeah. um, and you go, oh, we, we naturally take up the behaviours of the people around us, that's where we're primates, yeah. right? Um, so that goes back to what you were saying before about, about uh, the people that we're with. So if you're a person that hangs around um, with a, a group that just goes out and parties and, um, you know, spits, <laughs> spits on the floor and gets drunk every weekend or, you know, doesn't uh, contribute to their child's welfare or... You know, if that's the company that you keep and they're the values that you align yourself with, then, then that's what you're going to continue to do. Yeah. If you start meeting new people and going, huh, you know, well, they seem to be doing really fine. They're in jobs that they enjoy. They have positive relationships. Um, you know, they're going out for dinner together at this yeah. fancy restaurant yeah. or whatever restaurant, going going to have a picnic on the beach, and it, it, it's just a different kind of lifestyle. Um, and you go, well, I might 
see what this is actually about, um, you're going to change your behaviour. You're going to re realise that your values need adjustment mm -hmm. and you're going to align to whatever it is that you want to align to. Mm. No one's going to say that's a bad version of living. That's your version of living. Yeah. doesn't need to be mine. Yep. You know, because I have a different set of values of and course. beliefs. And, and our belief system, I mean, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it, it is, because it's like what is what is actually your belief versus what is something that has been you've been mm. conditioned to believe through um, a system or a, um, you know, it comes back to television, social media in school, yeah. right? Oh, family. Like they shape, so, yeah, family, sorry. So there's probably four, like in terms of how we're shaped because they're the influences and the, um, the people that we sort of mm. surround ourselves with, all, mm. the, all the information is flowing in. It's what we're yes. downloading into ourselves. Yes. Again, this is another computer analogy. Mm. Um, so like then how do we, how do we recreate that environment like you're saying to um, create more alignment in those values? Because I think, if, again, to rehash over some of the things that we've sort of covered today is like we want to be more sort of self-reliant, self-dependent, take personal responsibility for what we can create. Um, we want to be more self-aware because when we're self, more self-aware, we can be great responders. And when we're great responders, we can then start to take action towards what we want. And then, you know, in terms of creating um, values, like establishing our values, understanding what it is that we care about and stand for, well, it makes complete sense that you need to surround yourself with, with um, other people and other values that, that are in alignment with that. Mm -hmm. And when we start out life, that's not how we start. We no. start off with a, a family that's just there and whether yeah. you share values or not, and then we go to a school and there's a, a chaotic environment of all sorts of different mm -hmm. reasons why people are there or whether they want to be there and what they care about. And, and then you get this opportunity when you leave school to go, who, like, what is the environment I want to go into now? And we don't often choose that based on values. We cho choose it based on a profession. Yeah. Like, um, and and again, if we if we're only doing that, then we risk uh, repeating the same sort of experience we've had up until that point of just being in this chaotic world of, you know, um, a disali disalignment, malalignment. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what that word is, yeah. but I'll have to go and check that later. Um, it's. You know, there's an opportunity. So it's like, okay, whether you want to be a lawyer, a psychologist, a counselor, a, a coach, whatever it is, like, where do you want to do that? Who do you want to do that with? Mm. Because whatever you're going to do, you're going to compound your results. Mm. So if you do that with people that are in alignment, like what we're doing right now, mm. like, I mean, this is a great experience for me. Like, I, I enjoy doing this because yes. I'm, I'm learning the whole time. We're sharing stuff. We're evolving concepts between yeah. us. Um, so it's fulfilling. Like, it feels good to, to be here right now. Like, it feels this like where we job. should be. Yeah, this is but it's our also job. our purpose, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and so when you do that, you supercharge and you compound your results. Yeah. But the, the inverse is true as well. And so if you if you haven't thought that stuff out, if you don't have an awareness of your values, and you're you find yourself stuck in a situation, well, it's probably because of you, you haven't surrounded yourself with like minded mm -hmm. values. Mm -hmm. We don't have to agree on everything. We don't have to mm -hmm. like have exactly the same values. But our core values, the thing which we most care about, you know, whether it's you know, um, authenticity, uh, connection, purpose, whatever it is, those are the things that need to align. Absolutely. It's like me, uh, I'm not going to go work for an organisation um, that tests makeup on animals. Sure. You know, um, it, it's not something that aligns with me. I'd be heartbroken the whole time, <laughs> you know, uh, looking at these poor little um, animals and uh, not knowing how to proceed forward. 
I'd, I'd be in a constant state of negative energy, mm. you know, so you got to find, and that's what you were saying, we're sitting here and we're feeling awesome and positive uh, because what a great way to live, to sit yeah. here and go, well, how can we be more positive? How can we yeah. bring positivity to other people? How can we assist people um, to know that they are in charge of their own manifestation yeah. and what it is that put their mind to. So when everyone goes, oh, you know, if you work hard at it, you'll get it. If you put your mind yeah. to it, you'll achieve it. It's all true. Yeah. Absolutely all true. But it's being effective with where you put that hard work. Because like, there'll be moments throughout your life when you need to grind. That's, mm. that's inevitable, but um, it's about doing it for a purpose. It's, it's knowing that there's meaning behind that and there's a yes. worthwhile at the end of it. And you won't always realize that worthwhile, but as long as you believe in it strongly to the point that you don't, and then you change direction, mm. then that, that's all that you, you, know, you can ask yeah. for, really. Um, but so many people haven't discovered that yet. We come from, from, well, my generation where, you know, you finished school, you went to university, or you got a trade, and then you went and found a job, and then you stay yeah. in that job forever. Yeah. It's the and recipe then, for life, right? That's it. <laughs> You've made it. You've succeeded. Um, and it's not that at all. Mm. Uh, it's about changing, moving direction, uh, go live somewhere else, have a new experience. Yeah. Um, there's just so much. It's like, well, why were we told that it had to be this way? Who told us we had to work nine yeah. to five? Yeah. Who said that? Yeah. Who told us that we're only allowed to take four weeks holiday a year? Mm -hmm. What? Why? Why are we asking for permission? Yeah. You know, um, if you want more, ask for more. Yeah. Um, this is a great, like, it's a really good point. And, and it comes back to where we started with this podcast about the um, SAFE network, the mm. South Australian Information for Freedom, in that um, why do we have, why are we asking permission for anything, really? Yeah. Like, as, as soon as we say that, we say that we've acknowledged that we're not, we're not in our own power. Mm. We're outsourcing responsibility to someone else for something. And I'm sure this might provoke some different reactions in, in different people. Um, you know, via belief systems or community or an experience they've had. And again, my, my intent is not to cause harm anywhere. It's just to say that if we're, if we're asking for permission, it says that someone else is the authority over us. And that, that is not our, um, that is not what we were born into. That is not, mm. um, you know, some people say they have a religious um, reasoning for this, they have a spiritual reasoning, whatever it is. But like my belief is that we were born into this world, you know, pure, like in, in a way that it's um, where it's, it's our job to sort of create and carve our own destiny. It's our responsibility to sort of seek out what it is that we want. And whether we get there or not, um, you know, it, it's more about how we, we sort of continue like to operate in alignment with those values. And so, yeah. Yeah, well, we again, all need rules. We all yeah. need guidelines. Yeah. I mean, if you're functioning as a community and the community, we, we are a community uh, people. We yeah. need that in our lives yeah. in order to function. We're not, yeah. we're not ones that can isolate ourselves yeah. and, um, you know, function without that interaction because, you know, our hearts need to be next to yeah. one another. They, they, yeah, sure. they pulse off one another. Um, so we need those rules, we need those guidelines, but like you said, we need to have those yeah. common values. Yeah. And if we're all coming from that point, I mean, you can see that at the moment in the current um, issues that are happening, you know, there seems to be a separation because people are defining what their values are yeah. and they're going, well, I, I reside more over here, I mm. reside more over here. There's some in the middle yeah. going, well, why can't we just have it both ways? Um, but there is a distinct 
leveling out yeah. happening yeah. at the moment because there's people saying, well, yeah, I, I don't want to have to abide by something that you've interpreted yes. is in my benefit. Mm -hmm. I've always had that responsibility before. Yeah. I want to abide by my own values. Yeah. Then of no harm to others. Yeah. They're um, only this, a benefit. This is the key thing, and this is what I probably didn't um, complete sort of what I was trying to explain with the permission is like, what we're talking about is, is you shouldn't ask need to ask permission for, for you, right? Mm. If, if we're in a relationship of some form, like just as friends or whatever it is, well, if, if I'm asking for something from you, well then like the, the, we are kind of seeking permission from each other. But that is not like for, for me and what I do with, um, with my body or my choice. It's mm. just that you know, the whole premise is you know, do no harm. Yes. Like, right? So, you know, I, we all should be free to do what we want, live our lives in the way that we want, as long as we cause no harm. Now, that opens up another can of worms because you go, well, what is harm? Because we came back to this before. If people mm. aren't personally responsible, they say, mm. you caused me harm because mm. you said this, did this, um, went into an environment where you didn't do what everyone else was doing or mm -hmm. something, right? And it's like, well, that's that's a perceived harm. Mm -hmm. that is, that, that's based on a belief system. That is not... Um, that is not murder. That is not um, you know physical or emotional abuse. Like that is that is different. Like mm -hmm. now you're that, and it comes from that imbalance of them blaming something outside of you for a situation mm -hmm. that you you know you kind of created for yourself, right? I don't know if I'm. If I'm can you I think, add, I feel that clar it's a help clarify this further? Yeah, it is. So it's definitely a systemic issue in that um, this structure has been created, and we're we're living within this structure. But we're taking on other people's ideals yeah. and values because they're saying well, well people are trying to impress them on yeah. each other as well, right? Yeah. Rather than having that respect for someone else to operate with their own autonomy. But in order to function within that structure, yeah, you, yeah, you, like to participate, you need, right, you're yeah. now excluded. And because, because like, you were we not. go back to the beginning of what we were talking about about that mm. sustainability and well, how do we look after ourselves. Um, we're relying on them. Yeah. So if we've taken, put, we've literally put ourselves in a position where we are reliant on an outside source yeah. to ensure yeah, that we absolutely. can function within the current system. Yeah. Whereas, um, you know, we used to look at, um, I remember when I was young, people used to look at hippies, oh, the hippies, you know, and they go out and they, they wear floral and uh, linen and walk barefoot and... Uh, grow their own vegetables and live off grid. Mm. I mean, that's awesome. I look at that now and go, I wish that I knew how to grow my own food. <laughs> I do walk yeah. around barefoot as often yeah. as possible. I mean, for that, and that's another thing as well, you know, yeah. looking at grounding, yeah. you know, and, and looking at our natural environment and how deeply integrated we are. Yeah. Um, just looking out and, and seeing that beautiful tree with all the, its leaves and the mm -hmm. light reflecting off of it and you know that when you go stand next to that tree, it has life, it has energy. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the electrical impulses from the ground yeah. actually remove the negativity from our bodies. Yeah. That's a scientific fact. Yeah, I know, the and human yeah, resonance. Yeah, we the don't get told this. Natural frequency. We don't get no, taught in school, okay, kids, take your shoes and socks off. And mm -hmm. you know, in, in, I think it's um, South Africa, Children don't wear shoes mm. until they're, uh, I think they said eight or 12. Mm. One of those age groups. So for the first eight years of their life, they're running around barefoot mm. 
you know, and I'm like, that is the best thing ever. Like, why do we have to stick their feet into these shoes that are uncomfortable yeah. or, you know, make them not connect to the earth, which is removing uh-huh. all these negative pulses. And, um, you know, there's so much wisdom out there and we don't know it. Yeah. Um, or it's been categorized and labeled and put in a box yeah. as something that um, it doesn't serve us well. Yeah. Such well, as we get... Um not discredited we get like demonized for it it's like you know you talked about okay when you really like drill down to what uh, the terminology of a hippie is well like it's generally someone that's kind of free yeah like you know (laughs) free to make their own choices free to explore their own destiny like you know that that's not relying on others for Mm. their like stuff they're they're creating it themselves so Mm. why would that be something that we're adverse to yeah um and yeah the the grounding one's a great one like i'm a huge fan of this because um you know, when people are in a stressed state, it can feel really, and I, I absolutely resonate with this, it can feel really hard to um, be still, like mm. to, to start to bring that nervous system energy back down mm. and to come into that kind of parasympathetic state of recovery. One of the quickest ways I've found to do that is literally take shoes off, go out and yeah. be barefoot on the earth. Yeah. Out, so be outdoor, outdoors, you know, in fresh mm. air, natural sunshine, connecting with the earth. Yes. Um, and like you said, like, whether you, whether you think that's hippie or not, whether you think that's fluffy, like there, there is both anecdotal, ancient wisdom and science that all unite to say that that is actually a valid yeah. you know, intervention. And it's an easy one. Yeah. You don't have free. to sit down and cross your legs and, and meditate if that's something that you don't feel comfortable doing. Yeah. It's, it's readily available to you. Um, isn't, isn't that the issue though? Yeah. I mean, there's no reliance on someone else. There's uh, no money to be made out of no it. No money. Yeah. You got to go out, you know, and then they bring in fake grass and oh, artificial lawn. It makes me so sad. It's like, why? Why would yeah. you put artificial lawn in? And then people are like, oh, you know, but um, I think there's something I read about, like, so when in summer and Adelaide has hot summers, mm. you know, artificial grass can get up to like 70, 80 yeah, degrees Celsius. And it's like, but natural grass doesn't. It keeps yeah. us cool. And it's like, why are we trying to outsmart nature? I just, yeah. It's this endless cycle of we've got to um, develop more technology, more interventions, more medicine like to solve a problem that was created by those very systems mm-hmm. that are saying they've got the solution, that whole yeah. problem reaction solution. Absolutely. And so like how simple can it be? Like how much can we learn from, from ancient wisdom and, and from anecdotal experience? And yeah, sure, if you want to validate it with with modern science, that's great mm. as well. Mm. But recognize that some of that modern science has been manipulated and infiltrated by money. Whereas this, this older stuff that's existed for, for centuries, yeah. there was none of that. No. Like this well, is stuff. History gets changed. Yeah. History gets changed and it gets reworded or it gets um, left out and then you end up with a different story at the mm. end. And so what we're really learning, I mean, who knows? Uh, homeopathy was, you know, rejected and taken off um, the private health scheme yes. for yeah. a time. You know, it's like, well, why? Yeah. What happened? Because it was at one point there was a homeopathy hop- hospital. Uh, I'm pretty sure in Melbourne, many, right. many, many yeah. years back. Yeah. Um, and I was reading about this. That's absolutely. I I that's it. They got the bought out by a standard yeah. medical hospital. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was absolutely fascinating. Yeah, it is. Like I've, um, I've heard too many stories now of, of things like that where uh, it, it can't not be true kind of thing. Like there's mm. like, you know, I remember, and I, I can't remember the exact details, but I met a woman um, uh, late last year who'd 
moved from, uh, it was like Eastern Europe somewhere. And I actually think she might've been one of the founders of that hospital or she was mm. at least involved in a management level. They brought her out here to, to do that. And profound like results, like medically, like way beyond what can be written off as um, uh, placebo, which mm. tends to be the first word that gets thrown mm. around when people say uh, something worked that they don't understand. Mm. And like we're all victims of this because we we don't test things ourselves. Mm. Like we we operate via a belief system, um, and I think there's a real danger in that because, uh, and especially in the last two years, I've just learned to test everything. Like you know, it, it's a good thing to have a um, to be a critical thinker, to to have a, a somewhat skeptical mindset. Yeah. Not in that you don't tr like trust people. It's just that you you test an idea. All right, and so if someone gives you an idea, just because you trust them doesn't mean you need to trust the idea. You still need to test it for yourself. Yeah. Um, and that's a again, that's a good thing. You need to because then you work out if it's good for you or not. It might have been good for them. It might not be that there's any ill intent in sharing that idea, but it might be that something doesn't work for you. Yeah. So just just test it. Go and yeah. try it. Yeah. Like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Whereas too many people they they were operating out of this scarcity mindset, this this fear based mindset that says, well. Um, I won't do that just in case because I don't want to be ripped off. I don't want to lose money or I'll take this instead because I don't want, it's the fear of what might happen if I don't take yeah. this that, that is, you know, is driving me. And, and I just get back to like, you know, we need to choose out of, out of love and hope because if we want to create the future that we want and we want to um, create the existence right now of, of how we want to live, mm. then it has to be out of that. If mm. we're constantly choosing out of fear, we're giving energy to fear. We're giving energy to the thing that we yeah. that we think is is a threat to us, rather than um, you know, uh, like acknowledging it, understanding it, and then finding the solution that moves us towards what we really do want. Mm. We we have to have that direction because if you don't, you've got no purpose. You've got no worthwhile. You've got no meaning, and that feels hollow. That's that's where all of those kind of things compile and. Um, or, or sort of pile up on yourself where you're feeling anxious, you're feeling depressed, you're mm. feeling um, irritable, stressed, frustrated, you know, all of those things, they're clues that yeah. something's out of alignment. That's right. And so rather than go, you're broken, we need to fix your depression, fix your anxiety. And I'm not, I'm not a psychologist. I'm, mm. not a, I'm not trying to profess anything medical mm. to anybody. But just what are the clues that are, that are within you and within your environment that can help you find the solutions to move towards what you really want? And it all comes back to self. Once you have that self-love, once you have a, yeah. a, a knowledge of your own values and your belief systems, um, you know, it, it's what we project out into the world. It's what we manifest. It what yeah. comes back to us and yeah. the relationships that we build. And then it just continues and continues and gets better and better. Yeah. But we got to start somewhere. And we're all at such different stages of our development and our learning. Um, and what we're talking about here today will only go out to the people who are meant yeah. to see it. Yeah. it. You know, it's not going to be seen um, by people who, who definitely oppose everything that we've been discussing today and yeah. think this is all just a load of rubbish. Yeah. Um, well, that's yeah. fine. You yeah. continue in, in yeah. your This is a free resource. Like, you don't have to listen to this, no. all right? But we hope that you do and we hope you find value from it. And you might not find value for everything, but take what you need and use it. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the, the gift. Some of the stuff will go straight over and you don't even yeah. recall that that was said in yeah. a, when you were listening to it. But there's other things that will definitely or, resonate. And it might even plant a seed for later. Like, you know, that's, yeah. that's such, the, like, such an important thing in life is that we're not going to reap our crops straight away. We need to continue planting seeds, you know, moving towards the things that we want. 
and then you know when harvest times comes that's mm. when you get to sort of reap those rewards yeah so, that's lovely yeah so Rose, this has been freaking awesome like i just <laughs> okay. i feel really energized by this and um i'm actually loving that we're, we're recording these again but now that we're sort of, we'll start to probably wind up, what what are the things that you would love people to take away from this or, or what are the actions that they can sort of start doing straight away? I think it's really important that you find, um, first of all, what it is that you resonate with mm -hmm. and then find the community that has those same um, ideals and values. Um, there's so many groups out there that you can get in contact with. I mean, we're both on that path now. We're on starting Holistic Circles for Women. You're doing your group work for men, um, you know, and why is this all coming up? I mean, a lot of people are doing this at the moment. Why? Mm. Because we're all searching for something yeah. right now. Everything seems to be very questionable uh, because of what's been happening over the past few years. Who are we? Who do we align ourselves mm. with? How do we want to live our lives? How do we want our children to live our yeah. lives? So if we have a clear understanding ourselves um, of who we are, and what we want, then there's only positivity to come yeah. out of that as we project yeah. that and yeah. we manifest that and we yeah. work towards creating that. Brilliant. And you, you just mentioned about how you're running your women's circles, like how how can people, so two things, where can they find you? Mm. And also how, like how do they interact with you in terms of that holistic counseling and, and different things that you offer? Yeah, so uh, you can just go straight to my website, which is roseirunka.com.au. Um, and all my details are on there. So Excellent. I'm on social media. Cool. <laughs> uh, you know, and we do all those things. Um, but yeah, the holistic circles are something that um, they're five week sessions yeah. where you get uh, 15 hours where we spend together and really go through the goal setting and um, decision making. Mm -hmm. How do we make decisions that are in our best interests um, that are going to only further promote the positive energy and make things go better. So that's what it's all about. Always coming back to the energy. Yeah, yeah. excellent. Thank you. This has been awesome. Like I said, feeling really energized and um, we will obviously pop all those details in the show notes. Um, we'll put some timestamps on people so that hopefully they can come back to different things within the episode uh, that they really sort of liked and want to gravitate towards. Um, but thank you so much for joining us Thanks on the Resilient so Sucks. Resilient <laughs> Sucks podcast. <laughs> 